The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, As it was in Noah's day, so will it also be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating and drinking, marrying wives and husbands, right up to the day Noah went into the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. It will be the same as it was in Lot's day. People were eating and drinking and buying and selling, planting and building. But the day Lot left Sodom, God rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be the same when the day comes for the Son of Man to be revealed. When that day comes, anyone on the housetop with his possessions in his house must not come down to collect them nor must anyone in the fields turn back either. Remember Lot's wife. Anyone who tries to preserve his life will lose it, and anyone who loses it will keep it safe. I tell you, on that night, two will be in one bed, one will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding corn together, one will be taken, the other left. The disciples interrupted, Where, Lord? They asked. He said, Where the body is, there too will the vultures gather. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes Jesus says some pretty harsh sounding and confusing stuff, and it's okay to feel that way. You think, wow, gosh, I don't think I really understand that. That's okay. I mean, the church has wrestled with the words of Jesus and the enduring presence of Jesus for 2,000 years, okay? So you don't have to figure it out in five minutes. Don't worry about it. But... Jesus is telling us something urgent. So even if we don't fully get it, we do have to listen. Can I ask you, has anyone ever been in a building and there's been a fire alarm? Yes? Fire alarm? What's the first thing that you do? Do you go and pick up every little pencil that you have and collect your books and make sure they're nice and neat and put it in? No, what do you do? You get out. You get out of the building. You don't just go nuts and run crazy, but you organize yourself and you leave the non-essentials behind and you go to safety it's a little bit what jesus is saying here it's like you should know what to worry about you should know what to worry about you are important you are precious all the silly stuff that we collect over our lives that's not very important really in the grand scheme of things jesus says leave that behind come to me i'll keep you safe we talk about um a certain thing i want you to say this after me but Just to simplify what we're dealing with here, I'll I'll give us three things to think about. And then I want us to meditate on it for a moment before our prayers. But can everyone say theological virtues? Theological virtues. That's a big word, okay? That's a big concept. But we know what virtues are. For example, courage. Do you know what courage is? Yeah, When when you're not afraid, or maybe you are afraid, but you're happy to go and do something hard and scary because you know it's good. Courage. Or prudence, when you know or I can probably jump that far, but I can't jump that far, so I'm not gonna, I'm gonna make a prudent judgment and not try and jump over that thing. Or temperance, when you have just a little bit of chocolate, not the whole box and another five boxes, okay? Those are virtues, we have all sorts of virtues, which helps us live the good life, yeah? We need virtues, and virtues are kinda hard, so you gotta practice a lot <laughs> to get it down pat. But the church says we've also got theological virtues. You think, well, what are they? There's only three. Faith, 
hope and love. Were you going to say love? Yeah, he was. Faith, hope, and love. These are the theological virtues. In other words, they help us be good. They help us live the good life, but not just here on earth. They help us live the good eternal life. You think, wow, cool. And you can start living that now by trying to be virtuous, by trying to practice and put into, put into effect faith, hope, and love. Now, in that first reading, we heard John, who was one of Jesus' disciples, his youngest little disciple. So imagine Jesus has got all his friends, and then he's got this one kind of teenager hanging around as well. That's John. And John said, we're meant to be people of love, right? Can I ask you, what is, what is stronger? A single rope or a, or a rope that's three and it's kind of plaited together? What's, what's stronger? What could endure more? The rope that's plaited, okay. What's more beautiful, one boring little rope or a kind of beautiful weave of, of these three things? The, the three, right? Okay. So when we think of the theological virtues, it's not three separate things, really. It's one thing. We're meant to be people of faith, which means we believe in God, we trust in God, we trust in each other, and we, we try and afford each other our trust. It means we hope. Hope is so important. It's so underrated. Hope is when I'm good to people, even when they're not good to me. And it's like, oh, well, that'll work out eventually, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully because we believe in goodness. And finally, love. And I don't need to talk about love because you know what love is. I see you putting it into practice every day in your school. You have a beautiful school community. It's a community of faith, hope, and love, okay? So for a second, uh, gathering all that we've, we've just heard and, and all that we're meant to keep in mind in prayer now, let's just hold that in our minds, yeah? We can close our eyes and say, Jesus, I'm here. I'm here to make the needs of the world known. Please hear my prayers of faith, of hope, and of love.